It is Thursday, April 9th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's cutting his toilet paper squares in half, J.P. Shadrick. Not that desperate over here yet. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with you. Hope everybody's well on this Thursday, April 9th. The self-isolated editions continue from the home studio. Thank you for joining us on 1010 AM in Jacksonville and also on at Jaguars on social media, on the Facebook page and on Twitter and also on Jaguars.com. If you're watching there, you get a live view inside the side porch room uh, here in St. Nicholas. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a busy program. Here's what's coming up. NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah joins us on the program. We caught up with him earlier this week over Skype. <clears throat> and he discusses with only a couple of weeks away how this uh, draft is going to go virtually. Every general manager in the league has to work from their own house with nobody else around. So uh, how are they going to do that? And we'll get into some prospects coming up. We'll hear from CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco as well, our good friend, also our co-host on Mondays on this program throughout the regular season. We'll get his take on the virtual draft, a little bit different than Daniel's, and some uh, thoughts about the Unique Ngakwe situation from Prisco as well. We'll hear from Tony Baselli. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour at 430 and then Jeff Lagerman, the anchor leg today at 445. The NFL going fully virtual for the draft here in 2020. That was announced earlier this week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a big difference, obviously. Uh, the entire scouting staff, everybody's normally in the war rooms at the stadiums, but with all the governmental restrictions and the differing restrictions from place to place around the league, the NFL has said that, they're going to make everything all even. Everybody's going to stay at home. So the IT departments are working overtime right now for every team in the National Football League. Uh, we caught up, as we said, with Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. The TV coverage will be much different as well. We'll get his thoughts on that coming up. Some prospects to look out for for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And here's our visit with Daniel Jeremiah. NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah joins us now. We're a couple of weeks away from the 2020 NFL Draft. And how strange is this going to be, Daniel? How are you? I'm doing great. It, yeah, it's different, man. It is a, it is a different year. Um, but I treasure every moment we can just talk about sports and get a little bit of an escape here from what's going on in the real world. So uh, it's been fun to, to still stay engaged and actually have something to talk about. The draft is the only thing going on in the sports world. That is it. We'll get to some players coming up, some prospects. The Jags have two first-round picks. Let's uh, talk, though, first about this virtual draft idea. All the GMs have to be in their own homes, of course. Uh, it's uh, it's become a little bit of a conversation point this week of how it's going to get done. IT departments all of a sudden are in the spotlight around the league. Uh, logistics, technology of this thing, how's it going to work, Daniel? Well, I think you're going to have uh, you know a, a group of – about 10 people probably per organization really connected and plugged in together via Zoom uh, or whatever video conferencing program that they want to use. Um, but I actually think it's got a chance to go off smoothly. And, and the, the way that will happen is it's going to be the teams that I use that phrase, right? Measure twice, cut once. It's the teams that are ultra prepared coming into the event. If you are on the clock and that's in the first round, if you're on the clock and you are making the first trade phone call, uh, that you've made at that point in time, you're not doing it right. Um, this has got to be something that's going to be mapped out ahead of time. You need to be calling every other team in the league and trying to work out parameters for trades before the thing even starts. Hey, if, if you wanted to move and, and we wanted to move up, let's discuss what it would take, looking at our picks, looking at yours, let's put together what it could look like. Now, the odds that it's going to happen that we both want to move is probably not great, but we'll have that all ironed out before the draft even starts. To, to place that phone call when you're on the clock and try and negotiate this and work this out with all the moving parts this year, yeah. I, I think that'll be what's difficult. And you'll find out pretty quickly, I think, who uh, who is prepared and who's not. How do the Jaguars sit, in your opinion, in that regard? Dave Caldwell's uh, track record in this situation, yeah. it seems like they're pretty prepared most of the time. Yeah, first of all, you know, Dave's, Dave's tech savvy, and so everything's going to be up and running and, and where it needs to be from that standpoint. So it's not going to be too big. He's not going to be overwhelmed by having to be on a video conference. I think he'll be okay. Uh, and then it's about just, you know, the, the interesting thing for the Jags with all these picks. 
is uh, is figuring out what you want to do ahead of time, and and they'll put that plan in place, and they'll be able to to navigate that as as we get into the draft. But I would imagine, you know, Dave's background under somebody like Bill Polian, you're not going to find somebody more prepared than him. Um, so having that training, I think, will serve him well in this kind of a odd year that we find ourselves. Let's get to this year's draft, Daniel. Twelve draft picks for the Jaguars. Four of those in the top seventy-three. It feels like. You know, Dave Caldwell and the Jaguars are going to get somewhat of a haul early in this draft. Yeah, they've got a chance to really change their team uh, and really, you know, create a foundation for the future with this draft as well as next year's draft. So I'm fascinated to see what they end up doing. I, I kind of anticipate that you will see some movement here from the Jags in this draft. And I actually think it's more likely to go in reverse than to go up, uh, continue to stockpile picks next year, you know, to add more picks into next year's draft would not surprise me at all. Um, while still being able to uh, to really add some some athleticism and some playmaking to this team. Your latest mock, 3.0 on NFL.com earlier this week, was Mekhi Becton with the ninth pick, the tackle from Louisville, the big fella, and then Justin Jefferson, the LSU wide receiver at number 20 overall. Both offensive picks for you. That seemed pretty interesting. Yeah, look, the holes are there on defense, and we all know where they are uh, with who's left the building over the last uh, you know 12 months. But – I also think it's fascinating to see what they do knowing Gardner Minshew showed a lot of promise last year. So if you can use this year, considering next year you have more picks, if you wanted to do the quarterback thing a year from now, um, it might be some, some intriguing options there. But I think this year is about getting a good evaluation on Gardner Minshew. Can he build off of what he did last year, which was impressive, and show he can be the guy going forward, which will really free this franchise up uh, to be able to spend money in free agency at other positions, fix the defense, use your resources next year in the draft to really, really uh, take care of that side of the ball. But man, if you could, if you could upgrade the offensive line a little bit, which I think you know, Makai Becton would upgrade two spots because I would kick Cam Robinson inside the guard. I think you get better at two different spots, and then you you also have an opportunity to get a pass catcher to to give a weapon to your young quarterback. Now we can get a real fair evaluation and see, okay, is this the guy going forward? It is about scoring points in the league. Defense is great and everything. You got to yep. have that, but you got to outscore guys these days. Speed and speed on the outside and offense is, is a way to get that done. No doubt. And, and that's why, you know, I think there's four premier receivers in this draft. Jefferson's okay. the fourth guy for me. But when you have Ruggs and Judy from Alabama and you have CeeDee Lamb, uh, man, it would be, it'd be awfully enticing to come away with one of those four guys. It's one of the deepest wide receiver drafts in a long time. I've heard you say that already uh, here in the build-up to this NFL draft. Is this the deepest we've seen ever? It, it is for me, and yeah. I say that, and and I want people to understand, like there is not a Julio in this draft, not a Julio Jones. There's not a uh, an AJ Green. There's not a Calvin Johnson in this draft. Like those are those are elite elite players. We don't have that. What we do though is we have depth in rounds like three and four you're going to get a second-round quality player in the fourth round this year. It's just so many guys. It's just a volume game. Um, so that's what gets me so excited about this receiving group. Uh, but that being said, I think there are four, those four that I mentioned, that separate from that pack. And then I think there's a little bit of a drop-off, and then there's a deep pool of guys. Daniel Jeremiah with us from NFL Network at Move the Sticks on Twitter. Uh, Jaguars have a need at cornerback, yep. obviously, with the players that have uh, gone over the last calendar year from that position here. Trey Herndon's on the outside. They like what he's going to be, I think, moving ahead. you got DJ Hayden inside at nickel. That leaves the other side open. If you're picking cornerbacks, give us the top two, three, four guys to look out for. Who can stand in right away and start at the outside corner spot? Well, sure. I mean, look, if, if Jeffrey Okuda is there, you turn in the card from Ohio State. He's the top corner. I, I don't think he's going to make it. Uh, so if we cross him off the list, now you go to C.J. Henderson from Florida, uh, who is, I would say, is more athletic than Okuda is. Uh, but the tackling, the, the you know, just the inability to be a consistent tackler is what dings him a little bit. I still have him as the second corner. Um, and then after that, a guy like Jalen Johnson from Utah who I think is outstanding. And he might not have any one rare trait, but he is just solid across the board. And if you've seen Tredavious White and what he's been able to do for the Buffalo Bills, this kid reminds me a lot of him, just a, a rock-solid, steady player uh, who I think is very worthy of a first-round pick. And th those would be the guys that really intrigue me. Um, another one I would throw out there just from a size, speed, athleticism standpoint would be A.J. Terrell from Clemson, uh, who I think has got a chance to be really good. 
Final couple of thoughts here with you. Um, you're on the clock. The Jaguars have what needs, and what is your ninth overall pick? Whew. Uh, all right. You could go with a, a whole host of needs here for this football team. We've talked about wide receiver. I've mentioned potentially upgrading it at left tackle. Um, you look at edge rusher with, with what's going on with Ngakwe right now. That could be a place they could look. Uh, corner, as you've mentioned. I mean, there's they're really not uh, you know pigeonholed into this position or that position, which means you can take the best available player. So when I look at it that way, I look at a guy like Javon Kinlaw and say, okay, out goes Calais Campbell, in comes Kinlaw. I think that would be a great fit for the Jags with their first pick. And then with their second pick, to me, I think if one of those big four receivers is there, it's difficult to turn that down. Uh, but let's, let's just play it out and say those four guys are gone. I would say look at the position, and that's where you have a Jalen Johnson or an A.J. Terrell, I think would make some sense. All right, final thought with you here. I know we're still a couple of weeks out. I know there, this is a little bit of uncharted water for the NFL Draft television coverage, but what have they told you? What is this going to look like on our TV screens two weeks from now? Well, there's uh, you know a lot of it still being put together and planned. What I can tell you that I know for sure is we're going to have the NFL Draft on NFL Network, on ESPN, and on ABC. Now, how that all comes together uh, that's for folks above my pay grade to announce whenever they want to announce it. But uh, I know I'm going to be right here. You, these these pink flowers you see behind me, you're going to see those on draft night because that's where I'm going to be. Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. Always good to catch up with him. Former NFL college scout, three different organizations over the years, and now really the top draft analyst on NFL Network. And he's right. You'll see him all over the place on uh, ABC and then NFL Network, of course, ESPN. It sounds like they're going to have a simulcast coverage of some kind. Uh, still to be determined how that's going to go down. Uh, we'll come back in a moment, and we'll hear from Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer and our co-host on Monday nights uh, throughout the fall on this Jaguars Happy Hour program. Uh, remember to do your part, Duval. Practice social distancing, wash your hands often, maintain daily exercise habits at home, and stay connected with friends, family, and Jags fans. For local information regarding the coronavirus pandemic, follow on Twitter at JacksReady and at HealthyFLA. And use the hashtag StayHomeStayStrong. Back with more in a moment, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card. The fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pet Paradise wants you to know that during this challenging time, all Pet Paradise resorts will remain fully operational and are now offering curbside drop-off and pickup for all appointments. In addition, Pet Paradise will offer a 50% discount on boarding and day camp services to all healthcare workers, plus a variety of offers to all pet owners. To utilize the new curbside drop-off and pickup, just call your resort at least five minutes prior to arrival. For more information, go to PetParadise.com or call 877-PETS-PLAY. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, 
so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. It's times like these that remind us all of how precious life is and how our love and relationships are what really matter. At Diamonds Direct, we believe this. Your love and well-being are truly our passion. That's why we've decided to temporarily close our showrooms, a decision rooted in caution and compassion. But rest assured, we are still here for you. Diamonds Direct's experts are behind the scenes helping customers 24-7, giving you access via text, live chat, email, or our special customer hotline that you can call anytime. Remote shopping options and expert guidance are always available, and our commitment to serve you is stronger than ever. Please visit DiamondsDirect.com for more information or to start a remote shopping appointment. At Diamonds Direct, we're honored to be the symbol of your commitment to each other. And while we wait during this uncertain time, we encourage you to be safe, cautious, and courageous as we look forward to better days ahead. It's still your love, our passion, and nothing can change that. Not now, not ever. The home of Jaguars fans. The Jaguars, I've been a fan since day one. Haven't felt this good in a long time, guys. New ball till we die. Go Jag. 1010XL. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday, April 9th. How would you like to have your electric bill paid for the entire Jags 2020 regular season? Our good friends at McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning are giving you that chance. Go to jaguars.com slash McGowan's. And try to guess the Jaguars' 2020 schedule. McGowan's the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Our thanks to Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network for joining us. A longtime NFL scout, college scout, uh, now with NFL Network as the lead draft analyst. Now time to visit with our good friend Pete Prisco. We caught up with him earlier this week over Skype. The full video available on jaguars.com a portion of the conversation coming up now including his thoughts on the unique Ngakwe situation for the jacksonville jaguars pete it's good to see you and talk to you how you doing man good jp how are you oh we're we're alive that's step one these days we're working from home that's step two uh it's strange times for everybody certainly around the national football league in the next months ahead well the good news is that our uh monday night partner in our trio is uh, doing a lot better, Tony. Big Bo Baselli. He rallied. Our guy rallied. He did, and we had him on last week. He's been making the rounds this week, uh, giving the warnings out. It's It was great to hear his voice last week, Pete, after everything that he had gone through. There's no doubt. No question. I was I was thrilled. I was worried about him, uh, and he fought through it and uh, made it through. And now we, you know, n- next year we have a, we're armed with a bunch of jokes to just get all over him now once he makes it back through this. <laughs> we'll, we'll let it die off a little bit first oh, before yeah. we go with the I'm jokes. Just happy. I'm just happy Tony's doing well, and it's good he's getting the message out to people to be careful. Yeah, this is a real deal for sure. Um, let's talk a little football now, Pete, and let's start with this virtual draft. The NFL is going to draft virtually and everybody from all the teams have to be in their own place to do this. How's this going to go? How's this going to turn out? All right, JP, you're my scouting director, and I'm the general manager. We're on the clock. Uh, We're sitting there at number nine. I'm going to pretend I'm Dave Caldwell. You pretend you're one of the scouts. Uh, What do you think about Makai Becton in this spot? Should we go Makai Becton or should we go to Isaiah Simmons? If we needed a linebacker, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? We're getting close to it. What do you think? This is our final decision. Okay, uh, give me Becton. All right, with the ninth pick, we're going to take Makai Becton. How easy is that? It's not that complicated. And I've talked to a bunch of guys around the league that say, does this go draft? We're ready for it. This is the doom and gloomers out there putting out this scenario where these teams aren't ready. It's not that complicated. Just go pick. Back in the day, they used to pick out a Street and Smith's football magazine, and, and they probably got more right than they do when they overanalyze it. And then at the end of the day, Pete Rozelle drew it on a blackboard in the in the room. That, that was it. Of course. This isn't going to be that complicated, JP. It's not. Just just draft. It's easy to do. 
And if you're a team that's done your work leading up to it, and I say this all the time, if you have your scouts out at a school and you want to find out all the information you can on a player, super sleuth scout, because that's what they are, We'll go to the local restaurant and find out if he treats the workers kindly. We'll go talk to the equipment man. This is the kind of information that's better than having some guy come in on one of his 30 visits that's a prep visit when he says everything that you want him to say. So I think that's why I think teams – I'm one of the big believers that think this will be a better draft than it's been because there's no over-analysis by paralysis. And paralysis seems, by sure, I knew what you meant. And it seems like we'll find out which scouting staffs are better equipped, right? I mean, I can use, by the way, I can go back in history and use a Tom Coughlin example to perfectly illustrate paralysis by analysis. Okay. Back in the day, the Jaguars were getting ready to draft. I think it was their second or third year. And they had a guy by the name of Anthony Cesario, who was a guard. The scouts had like a six-round grade on him. Coughlin came into the process later, as he was wont to do, because he had to coach the team during the season, and gave Anthony Cesario a second-round grade. And the scouts pushed back on him. Of course, he was not going to lose that one. But they did talk him down a round, and they took him in the third round. He was a major bust. That's what happened when the coaches come to the process late. Trust your scouts. Trust your personnel people. There are a lot of good scouts in this league that have done the work in the two years leading up to this year. Let them do the work. Lean on them. Listen to them. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco with us. You know, it feels like, Pete, and they haven't really made any official announcement, the league, of what's going to happen after the draft, but it just feels like right now the offseason program is toast, and then we'll see what happens come training camp time. Yeah, even if the country opens back up, say, the first week of May, I don't think you'll see off-season programs in May. I think what you might see is a mini camp or two in June, if that's the case. And then you'll take your little break and come back in training camp. Yeah. Because I think even though, you know, the NFL hasn't been playing, all these coaches and, and, and guys have been working. You've been doing the work. You've been watching a lot of tape. It's not like you're, they got to give these guys their time, their official time off that they always get. Um, and if they don't, I'll be mad because I got to get my official time off as well uh, before this before training camp starts. Otherwise, we're all going to be and we're all hopeful training camp is going to start. I'm an optimist. I, I think, you know, I do believe that the country will open up at some point in May and we will have an NFL season. OK, Pete, the biggest offseason story right now for the Jaguars in terms of the roster is the unique and situation. And earlier this week. He went on ESPN, the first uh, TV visit with him. He's been all over Twitter the, the last months or so discussing the organization and his. he wants to get out of here and move on to another organization and do all that. He's only limited in what he can do. The Jaguars uh, have control, obviously, right now. What is the end result? What do the Jaguars have to have to get rid of Ngakwe? Well, I think they have to have either a high one and something else or um, they're not going to trade him. And by that, I mean a high one or maybe two mid ones. They're not going to get two mid ones for him. Nobody's no. And that's they protected themselves by putting that tag on them. They could get two ones if somebody wanted them, but they're not going to do that. So they're not going to get two ones. So maybe a high one and a three or a high one and a four might get that done. A middle one and a two might get that done because it's a bad look for the organization, JP, to go trading disgruntled players when they want out. And Jalen Ramsey wanted out. They traded him because they got wild by an offer. Now, if somebody comes with that kind of offer, and Gakwe's out the door. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. I don't see that happening. Do you? Do you see that kind of offer for him? I don't. Uh, no, probably not. He thinks of himself, though, Pete, as a top three defensive end. Do well, you agree with that? And he's a good football player. I'm not going to knock him for being a good no. football player. And he plays hard, and he works hard, and he's one of those guys. He's a good guy to have around. But the market isn't good right now for the pass rushers. You saw Dante Fowler, who had 11 and a half sacks. He got 15 million, wasn't it, or 16 million? Yeah. Jadavion Clowney, who doesn't get a lot of sacks, but is a good football player, had his price come way down. He started at 22. These guys were all shooting to go above Demarcus Lawrence and and above uh, who's the other? Oh, uh, Frank Clark. Well, they're not getting above that. So now his 18 and a half million dollars that he turned down last year from the Jaguars now looks like that would be a heck of a deal. Now, the question would be now, would he take that from the Jaguar? If they gave him 
a four-year deal averaging or five-year deal averaging 18, 18 and a half million dollars a year. Would a guy who's made about $4 million in his career so far take that money? And I, I think no matter what he talks about the culture, the answer to that question should and would be yes. You think he would? You think he would back off with all those statements? What are his options? But right now, let's just play it out. He doesn't take that deal. They have him on the tag. They don't make a trade. Is he going to leave $18 million on the table after making four? Of course not. He's going to go play. If he has a giant year, what are they going to do again? They're not going to let him walk. They'll tag him again. So in that scenario, he gets two tags, fine. He might make, make $36 million. If he's okay with that, then fine. But there's no guarantee that that's going to be the case. What if he goes out, they tag him, and he eh, doesn't play well? Then what? So I think if, you, if he's wise and he listens to his agent, I mean, his agent listens to the market, he takes the 18 and a half. Well, five years, if you get 18 and a half, look at that money. Pretty good money coming in. Pete Briscoe with the CBS Sports senior writer and our co-host of Jaguars Happy Hour on Mondays during the regular season. Uh, and now the Jaguars in the draft, currently two first-round picks, number nine overall, number 20 overall. I was looking at a mock draft that you were involved in, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago now. You had Mekhi Becton at number nine for the Jags, and you had Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State, at number 20. Today, do you still stand by those? Well, I'm doing another one on Thursday, and that's not how it plays out. So, yeah, i got to change them <laughs> up to me. I do so many of them, JP. i got to make them look different. Uh, do I think Jordan Love will be there when they pick at 20? No, I do not. Uh, in fact, I think there's a chance he goes before your guy, Tua. I mean, you know, we wow. keep hearing about Tua – but we don't know the medicals on Tua. All the medical information is coming from his side. Of course, they're going to say he's the healthiest guy in the world. We expect that. But you don't know where the medical is. And I think that's concerning to a lot of teams of where his medical is. So for that, that reason, if you see the Dolphins take a different quarterback and the Chargers take a different quarterback, then Tua could tumble down a little bit. And then he becomes a tough question for if you're Jacksonville at nine, do you, would you consider Tua? Uh, again, risky proposition. So – um, but yeah, that, I don't think love will be there, but I put that there because what are their options at quarterback right now? Look, I love Gardner Minshew. He's a great story. I hope it works out, but nobody has any idea if it will. You can't base everything you think you're going to know this year based on what he did last year. Yeah. And that's why I would sign Jameis Winston. I'm in the minority on that one, but I would after the draft, I'd let his price come down and then bring him in. The problem with that is he probably beats out Minshew. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports Senior Writer. The full conversation available on the team website currently, jaguars.com. We caught up over Skype earlier this week. Our thanks to uh, Pete for his time, as always. Uh, we're back in a moment. We'll hear from Pride of the Jaguars left tackle, Tony Baselli. See how he's doing, first of all, and then we'll, we'll talk a little football with Tony coming up. Larry's Giant Subs is open for ordering through the Larry's Giant Subs mobile app, food delivery apps, and drive-through pickup windows per location. Check with your local Larry's Giant Subs for more information. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. 
Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Some things make a house your home. Like clean, fresh sheets that make a bed with the soothing scent of fabric softener your thing. When drying clothes with natural gas, you get faster, gentler drying times, save money, and earn a rebate up to $150. Your home. Our safe, reliable, efficient energy. Love natural gas. Find rebate details at peoplesgas.com. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity i'm 1010xl jaguars beat reporter hayes carlion read my jags blog daily at 1010xl.com and hear me with frank franchi every afternoon on 1010xl welcome back jaguars happy hour rolls along on this thursday april 19th shadrick with you glad you're along with us today hope everybody's getting through the best they can in this self-isolation period folks working from home a lot of folks not working at all right now and uh, we feel for for those folks certainly and um, hopefully we can get back to normal as soon as we can we're out to tony baselli proud of the jaguars left tackle uh, who is scheduled to join us jeff lagerman coming up at uh, 4 45 today uh, some news coming out uh, this afternoon from the washington post uh, to a tongue of iloa you mentioned uh, you heard pete prisco uh, mentioned two of their earlier um, had a virtual pro day in an undisclosed location in Nashville this afternoon with apparently fewer than 10 people in the building. This is Les Carpenter from the uh, Washington Post. Uh, he's a Washington Redskins uh, beat writer and a good guy. Uh, fewer than 10 people in the building. Film will be sent to all 32 teams. There's a lot of question marks around, obviously, the health situation with Tua Tungavailoa and uh, where he will stand. That's a big part of the pre-draft process this year that really was not done. A lot of teams uh, got their hands on him at the Combine, but, uh, you know, they'd like that little extra step, a little extra physical here, and they'd love to see him in person, throw the ball around and move around and such. But that won't happen, and that's uh, not going to happen for for everybody in this pre-draft process. For for a guy who has had two different ankle surgeries over the years and then a, obviously the hip situation is the the, the the biggest question mark for him coming up uh, the, the more access he would have had to teams the better and we'll see if it costs him on draft night and you know we'll see if uh, the tape stands out enough you know that's what it's going to have to be for all these teams this year is trust the tape trust your scouting staff trust the homework they've done not only this past season and and going into it but this this process goes back at least a couple of years if not more than that when they start identifying players and then following their seasons in college football not just this past season so this has been a long process a lot of data has been gathered over the years on each of these prospects and the scouting staffs now as of late i mean they've been working on next year already to, to look ahead so um I'm not saying the hay is in the barn, but for the most part, a lot of that big, deep dig work on some of these prospects has been completed already. 
And, um, you know, hey, that, that's what it is. So we're two weeks away from the draft. And then the big question now, of course, as we heard Daniel Jeremiah earlier discuss and uh, Pete Frisco, is how do these teams deal with a virtual draft? Pete, being Pete, and we know Pete uh, very well, said, hey, this is not a big deal. Uh, who do you like? Pick who you like and move on. Make the phone call. Make it happen. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, pretty much the same idea. You know, different uh, organizations will have a different approach to this thing and, and different experience with uh, the virtual systems, the, the Zoom and the Skype and everything you've uh, seen and heard over the last couple of weeks and, and possibly used in your house. Uh, how do different organizations get through that? We'll find out in a couple of weeks' time. Let's go to the phone lines now and welcome in Pride of the Jaguars left tackle, Tony Baselli. Tony, good afternoon. Good, Jay. Good afternoon, JP. Sorry about that. A little technical issues, uh, but uh, good to be with you. That good, to, good to be with you. And um, how you feeling now? A, a week after. Yeah, you know, every day, um, you know, for the most part, every day get better. I get tired still really quick. And today, uh, I've been working this entire week, um, doing stuff, answering emails, on some video calls um, that you're just talking about, using WebEx and some Zoom with my extended family as well so um yeah for the most part um uh, feel better um you know it's just uh i think the last thing that'll come back is my lungs just back to full capacity and as soon as that happens i probably won't get as tired as quick um but it's the overall i can't complain i'll tell you you uh I'm going to try not to complain as much, you know, after uh, going through what I did. <laughs> I would say so. Um, you you also mentioned, I, I heard somebody say that you mentioned you lost 20 pounds. How's that going? I did. Yes, I did lose 20 pounds. I'm gaining it back um, quicker than I would like. I thought, man, this is great. Um, I've lost some weight. Let me take advantage of it. <laughs> well, I, I'm still under house quarantine until I kind of get all these last tests done. Yeah. Uh, to the Mayo Clinic, so I can't really do much. And my three daughters um, are great bakers, and they've made cookies, and we have ice cream, and and they want Dad to eat and feel better. So, uh, <laughs> and who am I to say no to cookies and ice cream? I was going to say, if if you got extra cookies, send them over here. I, you know, you exactly. Bring them over. Exactly. That, that goes well in this household. Um, you want to talk a little ball, Tony? How much? Yeah, let's foot- do it. Let's talk much, about it. Um, how much football have you talked in the last week? Not a lot. High yeah. level stuff, um, but nothing. Uh, not a lot, man. I've you know started trying to follow the draft a little bit. Um, you know, and but I haven't watched the film. I had wouldn't passed or anything yeah. like that. So obviously, the big talking point this week leading up to the draft is the virtual draft. Everybody yeah. has to be in their own house. That you won't have teams of people in one room together this year. So IT departments are under the microscope now and um, you know, under pressure to get things working properly between houses and all that. At the end of the day, though, the work a lot of it's already done by now. You've already scouted everybody. You're working yeah. through scenarios right now in terms of trades and maybe moving what it would take. And when it's draft night, the hay's in the barn. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't allow, um, you know, like the head coach, the GM, and the owner, um, and maybe your head of scouting to be at the facility where the technology's you know all set up. Yeah. And in one room, you know, these we, we've been silly. The rooms are big enough, and you're six feet apart, you know, or whatever. You, you do, you, you know. I think no different than me living in my house right now with my family. You know, you just keep your distance. You're smart. You wash your hands. You do all that kind of stuff. That surprised me. I, I was surprised that they were doing the stay at home. Um, but I think you know, in a time like this, they're trying to say let's be extra cautious. Let's really respect. Also, a lot of states um, stay in shelter where you are. And so I applaud them for doing it, but I'm not going to lie. It, it, it did uh, surprise me a little bit because now you add a whole other, you know, layer to the excitement of the draft is, you know, like you said, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, my Wi-Fi in my house is good most of the time. It does go out, though. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's not like I got a, you know, a business line hooked up here. And so it's interesting to be interesting to see what, did they do did they do extra stuff with the hardware um and all the uh, you know foundational stuff that you need to operate uh online and do these type of meetings in the, in this manner because could you imagine if you're on the clock 
and then all of a sudden <laughs> your uh, your GM who's making the pick gets you know you know all of a sudden it gets fuzzy and it kind of skips and he's trying to tell you who he's picking and you can't understand what the heck he's saying. Um, and so that uh, that'll be. I'm fascinated to watch it. I'm really fascinated to watch it. And then the dynamics um, of as trades happen. Yes. You know, you're going to have your GM, your owner, your head coach, your head of you know personnel, and all those people all in different locations, keeping track of what is happening in front of you, not who they're picking, what trades are happening. You know, do you want to move up, move back? Trying to have those communications with other people all in separate locations. So um, I think it'll be interesting. I think it's great. I think it, you know, I hate that we're doing it because of what the underlying factors are, why we're doing it because of this COVID-19 and people are suffering and and it's really um, a tough time. And people have questioned, should the NFL do the draft right now? You know, it's the right thing to do and so on and so forth. But um, I think people are also starved (laughs) for some live entertainment and stuff like that. And for the NFL to figure out a way to do this safely and have some extra intrigue in there with the technology and the infrastructure, um, making sure that all works, uh, it'll be. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Tony Vaselli with us, pride of the Jaguars' left tackle, our co-host on this program throughout the year. And you know, we we talked to Daniel Jeremiah earlier this week. We just heard him again on this program. Yeah, I'm curious what it looks like on television. And we're two weeks away, Tony, and he doesn't know what it's going to look like on television yet. It sounds like all three networks, uh, ESPN, NFL Network, and then ABC Simulcast, are all going to do one broadcast together, but they're not sure the logistics of how that's going to work out, which I think is going to be fascinating TV. There's a possibility you could have Mel Kuyper and Daniel Jeremiah on the same screen at the same time. Right, and you would have – and then how do, you know, I'm sure, I mean, and then they're keeping track of all the different teams, the, the commissioner, yes. you know, the NFL, you know, on screen, through video, through the internet, you know, okay, we're going to Jacksonville, let's pull up the, you know, whatever technology, Zoom, WebEx, you know, Microsoft, I mean, there's 5 million different video sharing <laughs> things out there, right. you know, whatever technology they're using, you probably have already said and I didn't hear it, but, um, and then keep track of that, like, okay, pull up, you know, this, you know, picture off the web of, Dave Caldwell, as he, you know, announces or pulls them, you know, just the, all the moving parts, as you said, I, I, I'm sure there's, I mean, obviously there's really smart people out there on the technical side that probably are listening right now saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. We can do it. But for a layman like myself of, of all the moving parts around the country during a difficult time on something that's very important for each of these franchises. And by the way, we're going to do it on live TV and probably a, in front of a pretty large audience, considering we don't have a lot of live stuff going on right now. I mean, it's, you talk about reality TV at its best. I mean, <laughs> no doubt. get ready. No doubt. Uh, Tony Baselli with us. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I know you haven't watched uh, a lot or much of any yeah. film these days. It is two weeks away from the draft uh, today. Today's the ninth. Yep. Who are the Jaguars picking at number nine? Let's say a position, maybe not a necessarily yeah, a player. Well, I'm going to say this. I think it's the best big person between the defensive tackles and the left tackles. I think that's who they're picking. Okay. And so, you know, what that tell you? What, so is that a? I'm not trying to cop out, but if, like for instance, if Derek Brown and the, and, the, and I, I would think they probably have him pretty high on their board overall. If Derek Brown, for whatever reason, because the quarterback's in front of him, the situation, you know, dictates it, is sitting there um, at nine. I think they take him. Um, you know, you look at the offensive tackles, and I think the one the one who's most intriguing to me, and I, I don't have his name in front of me, forgive me, but the Louisville kid. Yeah, who Becton. is Makai Becton. Yeah, Makai Becton. Um, who's like three thirty five plus and long and big and you watch him is so athletic. I mean, I think he's the most intriguing, but then the probably maybe the most safer during that time would be either the kid from Georgia or Alabama, the two tackles there. And so, you you, you know, however Dave and and, and uh, the rest of the, the leadership and Doug and in and, and, and communication with Shad have kind of built their board and listed those left tackles, how they kind of go in what order. Um, let's say Derek Brown's out and they have them higher than the next defense tackle. I, I think you take the best – and so I'm going to tell you, I would take the best big person. 
And I don't think left tackle should be off the board. I think you can you need to really strengthen the offensive line. Um, and I, I think that there's an opportunity for Cam Robinson still to move inside and play guard, in my opinion. Now, he's not going to like to hear that if he's listening to this right now. Um, but I like Cam. He's big, physical, and he's athletic. Um, but to say that he has played left tackle at a upper echelon level, I think we most of us would agree on that has not quite been the case yet. Tony, you sound much better this week, and uh, I know you're going to sound much better next week as well. We'll catch up with you then. Have a good one. Well, thank you. And, JP, I appreciate it. Let me say one last thing, a wild card. Do we have time for a wild yeah, card? Hit me. Yeah, hit Yeah, please. Come on. Here's a wild card. you got Yannick out there, um, and it'll be interesting to see because I think the trade, if it's going to happen, I would imagine it happens the next two weeks. I Meaning you're going to get it because the draft is so important and if someone's going to give draft picks for Yann. If you're able to get another first rounder, would you bundle two of the three Ooh. to go up into the top you know, Ooh. let's say top four to go grab a quarterback that you think is a franchise Ooh. future guy who can take you to the Super Bowl. Wow. Because I still think it's something you have to consider. Um, if you have if you evaluated one of these quarterbacks as the guy, um, no different than what Kansas City did with Mahomes years ago. They said Patrick Mahomes is the guy. They didn't even need a quarterback. They had Alex Smith. We're going to go take him. Um, and you can kind of go through history. There's moments when court teams say, that's our guy, we're taking him, regardless of what the situation is because it's such an important posi- uh, position. Nothing against Gardner Minshew. I'm not saying he can't be a guy who leads his team to the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl one day. But, again, I don't think anybody's saying we know for sure he's the guy. And until you really get that position solidified, and we've seen this franchise pass in the past on franchise quarterbacks, um, if you've done your work and you're scouts and if you're Dave Caldwell and you're saying, man, I'll, I'll, you know, Justin Herbert is the future in this league, you go up to go get him if you need to. Um, so that's the wild card if they trade John and get another pick. We love wild cards. We love bundles on this show. Tony, it's good to talk to you. JP, a couple weeks. I'm curious how we're going to do the draft if we're going to do it. That's what I can't wait to figure out. I think we're working on that as we speak, in fact. Um, All right, well, let me know when you know something. I'm, I'm kind of in the I'm in the dark right now hanging out by myself, so you let me know what's going on. Well, there's a stay quarantined, and we'll get back with you soon. Perfect. I'll do that. <laughs> All right, Tony. Uh, Tony Baselli joining us on the program, Pride of the Jaguars left tackle. We're back in a moment. Jeff Logman, the anchor leg of the show, right around the corner. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Jacksonville, Duncan wants you to know that they have your back through this difficult time by making your experience as easy as possible with on-the-go ordering. It takes two simple steps. One, place your order and pay through the Duncan app. Two, pick up your order in-store or from the drive-thru for an easy grab-and-go experience. Duncan is committed to taking care of their guests and being a place of comfort during this difficult time and is here to keep you running. America runs on Duncan. 
At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This is Joe Adib, owner and CEO of Bono's. My family has been serving Jacksonville since 1949. On Wednesday, March 25th, we will be converting our Phillips Highway and Beach Boulevard locations into a neighborhood market. My brother Scott, who owns Strings on 9th and Main, will be opening his market as well on Wednesday. We will all get through this together. Be safe and God bless. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity no radio no problem take 1010xl with you anywhere you go download the 1010xl app free for apple and android users welcome back jaguars happy hour final moments of the program on this thursday april 9th jp shadrick with you glad you're along with us um, three cheers we'll start this new segment on jaguars happy hour three cheers to trey herndon Jaguars cornerback who this week was announced that he and his girlfriend donated 10,000 meals to a local organization here in Jacksonville to uh, help feed those in need during the COVID-19 pandemic at Feeding Northeast Florida. So Trey Herndon, great job. Uh, Certainly the Jaguars organization this week purchasing and distributing 45,000 masks to those uh, impacted uh, on a day-to-day basis by COVID-19, so a lot of good coming out of the Jaguars organization. But uh, I'll give three cheers to Trey Herndon. Why not? And on your screen, if you're watching on Jaguars.com, you see what those masks will look like. They'll be out in the community very, very soon. Let's go to the phone line and welcome in our co-host, our friend Jeff Loggin. Jeff, three cheers to you, too. How are you? Hey, I'll make it four, right? I'll make what? it four for Trey Herndon. You know, great guy. Uh, does everything right, plays hard, you know, involved in the community, always a joy to talk to in the locker room, although he's a little on the quiet side. But, uh, yeah, good for him. Good for him and, and good for the Jaguars and uh, the, with the donating of the mask. I mean, it's it's all good stuff, and that's what community's got to do in, in times like this. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Logs, we're, listen, we're talking cornerbacks. Trey Herndon, he did a media availability this week, and it, it seemed like – uh, just hearing him talk about uh, obviously the mass situation and the and the and the and the giving back the meals and all that, but then there was some football talk too. And it, he said the game slowed down for him last year. It was his second year. You could tell towards the end of the season he really started to get his sea legs underneath him. It felt like. Yeah, I think that comes with experience, you know. And and I think that uh, the Jaguars, obviously undrafted guy, found a, a pretty good one in him and. And now the mystery is is who's going to be playing opposite of them. That's right. And uh, you know, more than likely, I think it's going to come through the draft. But uh, the Jaguars did sign Rashawn Melvin as a free agent, and you know, this week I started watching the free agents. Actually, was was able to get thanks to the the IT department, Perkins and his guys, was able to get my hands on an iPad and actually start watching some film, which we're going to have some stuff coming up on Jaguars.com and the free agent acquisitions. Yeah. 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 We're going to, we're, we're going to find a creative way to do this from my home and then a combination of people getting the film and then the editing, but we're going to find a way to do it. But I watched a, a lot of Rashawn Melvin uh, this week and uh, darn near every play he played in last year and uh, and every play that he was involved in. So, you know, I think he's going to be a role-type player for the Jaguars because a lot of people see that signing and go, oh, he's going to be the starting corner opposite of Trey Herndon. And my comment to that would be, whoa, let's slow down a little bit. 
you know, you're you're talking about a guy who was signed on a one-year deal, who played opposite Darius Slay for the Detroit Lions, and I think he's a, he's a role type player, and he's got a lot of length to him, and he does a pretty good job with that length matching up on receivers that don't have the shiftiness and tight ends that have that length, and I think that's really his niche. You know, I think one of the great things that Bill Belichick does is that when he gets a player, he identifies what that player's strength is and then uses it and doesn't put the player where he's going to be deficient. And Rashawn Melvin, you need to put him against bigger wide receivers. Did a great job against uh, Mike Williams and San Diego Chargers, a big wide receiver, did a good job against some tight ends. And and that's going to be his role, I think, for the Jaguars going, going forward. And the draft will produce the starter opposite. Trey Herndon would be my guess. Jeff Lagerman with us, Jaguars analyst. It's Jaguars happy hour on this Thursday, April 9th. You know, we, we just asked Tony about it, and uh, he's been out of the – he hasn't been watching film and on prospects and all that. But uh, it's two weeks away from the draft, Logs. If you're on the clock right now, what is your biggest need? What are you taking at number nine, considering, you know, they aren't moving up or anything like that? If they're staying well, behind, where are they doing? I'm going to say it again, and that, uh, you know, there's a quarterback that you love, you take him. You know? That's what in Tony's scenario, too. The last one, he, he did a little extra scenario at the end. was like, if this Ngakwe trade happens, maybe they bundle and move up somehow if there's a, 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 a franchise-altering guy up there that they feel. Well, there could be, you know, and – Look, you got to feel really strongly about a guy if you're gonna if you're gonna move up and take him because the cost of moving up gets pretty expensive when when it comes to draft time, you know. So, but you know, there's a lot of prospects, and I'm a big fan of of not drafting for need. I think you draft the best available player because ultimately those are the players that are going to stick on your football team and are going to help your franchise long term. You can always find roles. I mean, the perfect example of that and and we've probably used this before and it's been used by many people, but it's a great example. John Ogden, you know, they had a left tackle in Baltimore yes, and he was a really good one in Tony Jones. So you didn't need John Ogden to play left tackle immediately, but they put him at guard, a six, seven, six, eight future hall of fame left tackle was playing guard for, for a bit before he moved to tackle, but they made it work because he's a good football player. So if you got a good football player at wherever you're drafting at, Regardless of need, and if you feel strongly about he's the best player that you can get, you take him. Interesting stuff. You know, obviously a lot of people are are uh, mocking the the big men at number nine. You, we've talked about those guys, the Derek Browns of the world, and Javon Kinlaws, and even yeah, the defensive uh, tackles. You know, and, and yeah, I get it, and, and, even, that, and even offensive tackle now too. You know, sure, yeah, you know, sure. I mean, look, uh, the reality is, is could could you uh, would you be better if you upgraded left tackle? And, look, I like Cam Robinson, but, you know, has he played, you know, at, at a high level yet? No. You know, so can he get to a high level? I don't know. You know, so, I mean, that remains to be seen. But if you've got a guy who's a game-changing left tackle to where you can put him against the best pass rushers and game plan-wise leave him all alone on an island, just like Revis Island with the Jets, you know, just like Baselli Island back in the early days of the Jaguars. If you can draft Tony Baselli with that first pick that you have, you take them. Then you, then you play Cam Robinson, you do the reverse the reverse John Ogden, and then you put Cam Robinson back on the inside. You know, So you take good football players and, and because good football players help you win. And he'd have to battle it with Andrew Norwell at that point, and we'll see what training camp would hold, I guess. Well, look, I mean, look, let him battle right guard. I mean, look, there's more than one position along the offensive line that, yeah. uh, that you – the more competition that you can create, the better that you're going to be. And the Jaguars got a good offensive line coach, a really good offensive line coach, and look, he can he can figure it out with good football players. Jeff Logman with us. Um, we've got a, just about 30 seconds or so left here, Logs. What's uh, what's your week look like coming up? What do you got this weekend? What's happening at home? Well, I mean, <laughs> about the same thing that everybody else has been doing. I mean, going to be continuing to work on a little bit of film. Little film study got the Easter weekend coming up and going to be with the family, which is most important. And and I will say that it's been a blessing, a little bit in disguise for for us, and I think for a lot of people that uh, with Easter weekend you always want to spend time with family, and obviously you can't spend a lot of time with all of your family, but you're going to do it with your immediate family. So looking forward to that. Happy early Easter logs. Talk to you next week. Happy UJP.
There he is, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst. Our thanks to Daniel Jeremiah, Pete Frisco, Tony Vaselli. For everyone involved, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. WJXLAM and FM, Jacksonville Beach. This is 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.